Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on The Pinball Show, Dennis and I talk about evidence of growing old. We provide updates to Stern Pinball production schedule, and we discuss Jaws' first impressions, the new mod where Shark eats ball, new titles starting to ship, the Princess Bride game launch, and our thoughts regarding this new P3 offering, pinball market trends, and for our club members, we provide exclusive discussion surrounding the recent update from Damien at Haggis Pinball, what we think it means, how we think it may pan out in the future, as well as my take on the messaging from the distribution side of things. Look, it's a lot of content and info this week, but we just call it another golden episode of The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. If you can call what we got last night's sleep, Lord, we got a few hours Blurred lines, fighting like hell Try to keep my eyes wide open Always running from, running to, running late Oh, running out of It's the return that keeps us going Hey everybody, what's going on? This is the Pinball Show. This is Zach Minnie, and this is Dennis Creasel, and this is everything you've been wanting the last couple of weeks. Yay. People are they excited, they, Dennis. They are. They. I bet they're so excited. They're just standing there, standing room only, packed in like sardines. Oh, you know where we're going with this. Uh, I do, but the listener does not. Every time we do an episode, I feel like I'm aging, and I am showing my age more and more, and it's depressing because then I go into this like existential, uh, almost like I'm stoned without being stoned. That I'm, I'm going to die. What's my purpose? Like that. So it's a constant reminder. Do you think that's supposed to happen as you get older? Like your your, your fear increases of uh, you know mm. of your existence I, and and how long you're going to be here and and what little time you have and I I think it's fairly common. I think the expression that you're familiar with or should be familiar with is midlife crisis. Okay, so that's what that is. I think so. Okay, uh, Nicole and I have been trying to take time and and, and experience things. Whether it's uh, this last week we went to an Indiana Pacers game. Is that courtside? Mm. And it was, it was, oh, courtside. Ooh, somebody's see, spending their above ground pool money. Well, it's it's the one. It's like the checklist thing. I feel like I'm like gonna die. So I'm trying to checklist up. Like I want to sit courtside the NBA game. All right. So a check. Not that I would do that again, but I want to do that kind of thing. Uh, I still have the checkbox of like sitting first class in a plane. Yes, I've never sat first class. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, never, never. Okay. I generally not on planes the size that even have a first class. So mm. uh, I've, I've not done that. Maybe, maybe I'll try to tackle that soon uh, before going broke. Apparently, but. So we're trying to check off these things. Listener, I don't know if you're like that uh, as well. Email us at thepinballshow at gmail.com. Tell us if you have those. Uh, some call it a bucket list. Eh, I, 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 I'm not keen on buckets in and of itself. You know, I'm not a bucket guy. I don't know. I'm more of a list kind of fellow. Lists feel like they can be as long as you want them. Buckets are pretty... I mean, you make a bucket too big, you can't lift it. Isn't that the whole God? Can God make a boulder big enough that you can't... Back to the story. 
So this last two weeks ago, right before we did the podcast, right after, I don't know who gives a shit. We're all going to die. But I, we went to this concert. Uh, Nicole's friend said, hey, you guys want to go to a concert with us? And we're like, you know, we're like Jim Carrey in that failed film. Yes, man. Yeah, we'll go. And uh, it was the the Red Clay Strays. I'm not a big music person, uh, but a rockabilly, folksy, uh, bluesy kind of uh, music. Phenomenal music. But we go up to, in Bloomington, Indiana, uh, I forgot what the damn, the Blackbird, the Bluebird, it's a, it's a bird of some sort. It's this club uh, that all these famous musicians go through and play. And so, so they invited us up, we go up there, and... Um, we know we're getting old because we didn't realize what we're getting ourselves into. Dennis, when's the last time you've been to a like a small gig kind of venue where where you listen to a, a popular band? I don't do that. You don't. I don't either. <laughs> and there's a reason we learned really quick. Uh, fast forward to about an hour left. Our friends looked around and they didn't see Nicole and I because we had you know we're old. We wanted to take a break. We wanted to sit down. So what this was, they shove you in here like sardines. We thought we were going to like a lounge where you get a table and chairs. You sit and you listen to the band play, right? And you have a waitress maybe that comes every now and then, but it's a a concert arena. But no, they shove you in like sardines. I shit you not, I was touching four people at any given moment throughout the entirety of the four to five hour show. Uh, And it was just uncomfortable and people sweat and they're gross and Everybody had to have COVID at that point, uh, at the end of that show. Had to. There's no way. I was more personal with the guy next to me than I was with my wife. What a horrible experience. Who likes that? Who enjoys that? Everybody else seemed to be enjoying themselves. I did not. So uh, we had about an hour left, and Nicole and I were like, yeah, standing on concrete this long is not working for our old and frail bodies. So we went next door to the Mexican cantina and got some chips and queso. Mm. And that sounds tasty. Right? Now that is more enjoyable. Your, you should have brought the those pin mats. Oh, yes. To stand on. The Stern Pinball Anti-Fatigue yes. Player Mats. We totally should have done that. But I thought to myself, like, is this normal? Do people do this? Young people. People that aren't near death. I mean, I was pretty this. I was pretty inebriated. Mm, and I thought that matter. would get me through it. Matter. But that it didn't no. take away the the pains in your the pins in your feet. It really didn't. I went to the bathroom. I got not that I want to yelp it, but not not more than two stars. That bathroom it just wasn't wasn't feeling it. the The concert was phenomenal, though. the The band, the Red Clay Strays. If anybody's heard them, absolutely phenomenal. Wonderful, wonderful band. But no, I I don't want to do that again. I'm not a concert person in general. I don't see the point in going to a concert. And I know we're going to get some flack for this, Dennis, but. I don't, I don't get what I'm supposed to do at a concert. I need something like if I'm watching a show off Broadway or something, I've got a story. We've got a plot. We've got some nice acting, right? I got different scenes. I understand that if I go see a magician, uh, they're showing me tricks and they're illusions, Michael, uh, that kind of stuff. But a concert, I, I listen to music when I'm tinkering on a pinball machine. When I'm running, I don't run. When I'm working out, I don't do that either. When I'm driving in a car, that's when I listen to music. Are you supposed to stay? It's almost like Ron Burgundy. Where do I put my hands? Like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to dance? Am I not? Am I supposed to sing? When's the last time you've been to a concert, Dennis? Uh, maybe 20 years. Oh, 
wow, did sticks come into Kansas City or something? <laughs> <laughs> it was Crosby, Stills, and Nash opening for Chicago. Oh, you know what? That That's nice. I, I, I always wanted to go to Bonnaroo, but I think that's just more, again, quote unquote, the experience of checking that box, mm-hmm. you know. Well, this was at an outdoor amphitheater, so I was able to sit, but uh, yeah, not, right. let's just say it wasn't courtside, and I was just, I was done uh, by the time uh, Chicago had been in for a yeah. little bit. I was just like, this is, and this was back when people could still smoke around, oh, so yeah. it was just all, there was, I still remember this woman in front of me, she was smoking two cigarettes, she had one in each hand. Rock on, sister, and, smoke and it was them just if you like, got them. So she was probably a professional concert goer. Mm-hmm. But I was not. I was a mere amateur, and I was just like, "This is too much." Were you snow angeling the mud? You were like, "Yeah, man." No, it was dry. It was in this. Oh, and it was like July, so it was super oh, hot. Yeah, super hot, sultry. So yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't see a reason to go back to a to a venue that doesn't have seating. Yeah, but but that was what it was like at because I went to I went to KU for my undergrad, sure. and I went to a, KU's real big into basketball, real big. Sure, and yeah. so I went, I went because uh, you students get discounted tickets. Mm-hmm. Well, the for the student section, which are benches, but the student section doesn't sit; they're standing on their feet the entire time, mm-hmm. and I just didn't expect that. It's rough. So I only did it once because I was like, nope i I don't want to stand the whole time. So yeah, we we have things planned throughout the year here, and that but they're more off Broadway. They're comedians, or that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't get it. Well, you've checked it off your list, and that's the important. It's thing. checked off the list, and I wonder what the last concert Craig Bobby's been to. What do you think? That well, is? hopefully he'll tell us here. It's probably some electronic bullshit, but he's very probably some like syrup and stuff. Yes, like the last time Tim Hortons performed. <laughs> Live at the Tim Hortons, eh? Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Pinball Show's Top Stories. I'm Craig Bobby. Well, hot off the pinball presses, it looks like the boutique pinball manufacturer Multimorphic is the second pinball manufacturer of 2024 after Stern did so with Jaws to announce their new title in advance of the Texas Pinball Festival in late March with the release of the Princess Bride Pinball. Say what? Yes, based on the theme of the 90s comedy hit starring Carrie Elwes as Wesley, Mandy Patakin as in Tego Montoya, Robin Wright as the Princess Bride, Chris Sarandon as Pris Humperdinck, and Christopher Guest as Count Rugen, and of course, who could forget the unforgettable Andre the Giant, who plays Fezzik. As an aside, looking at the cast, I think the most startling of all is remembering that Manny Patakin plays the charismatic and dynamic Intego Montoya, who I mistakenly swore was played by Kevin Klein, and not Patakin, who has become best known for his serious secret government agency role in the decade-long running Homeland series. Inconceivable! 
unbelievable! But anyway, I digress. Speaking of dynamic, the P3 game was revealed using a very dynamic edited gameplay trailer taking a page out of Stern and JJP's playbook, showing a young woman having fun playing the Prince's Bride machine while the video shows the game's features using clips and sound bites from the movie, including Humperdinck's Castle, Miracle Max's Hut, and the infamous Cliffs of Insanity, where the pinball ingeniously climbs up the molded plastic cliff on the playfield. <laughs> <laughs> just crazy. The game's art was created by Matt Andrews, the rules by Colin McAlpine, and the former American pinball programmer Josh Kugler on software. Now on the pricing side, it appears that Pinflation, and as American Pinball's David Fix would describe it as dead money spent on licensing, has come home to roost at Multimorphic now as well, with this release as the P3 module alone will now retail for 3750 US for the standard edition and $5,000 US for the limited edition limited to 750 units. At the high end their collector's edition which also is limited to 500 units is not available as a module only. For a full P3 machine and the module the cost will be $11,500 US for the standard edition, $12,750 for the limited edition and $13,750 for the collectors. Inconceivable! The highest trim level in the collector's edition of the game, of course limited to 500 units, includes the replica Intego Montoya swords mounted to the cabinet, bronze powder-coated hardware, and a custom backbox LCD framing glass, a numbered plaque, a signed certificate of authenticity, and more. The question at the end of the day with any new release is, will it actually sell? There's no doubt that The Princess Bride, though a Main Street hit back in the day, has faded into more of a cute comedy cult classic these days, so will enough people want to put that machine in their home, a machine which by its own right has its own cult following? Much like their most recent Weird Al Yankovic machine, which was a great seller for Multimorphic, I believe The Princess Bride license is strong enough to pull in some additional buyers who have yet to take the plunge into the world of Multimorphic P3. Quickly flipping over to our other top story, we go to the land down under in Haggis Pinball, the Australian manufacturer of Fathom Revisited, Celts, and hopefully the recently announced Centaur Revisited. Taking a quote from a recent letter sent to Haggis owners by the company's founder Damien, we have made the decision to adjust our manufacturing methodology to move away from a tight dependency on the supply chain to support our forecasted throughput better. To support this change, we will need to further slow down production activities, recapitalize and refocus our procurement strategies and partner offerings. <laughs> And while the email certainly sent a chill down the spines of buyers that are now waiting on their Fathom or Centaur revisited machines from Haggis, and I'm sure prompted more than one customer to call their distributor or credit card company to ask for a refund, Haggis reiterated in their note that they are not in fact stopping operations, however they will, quote, refocus to improve their ability to build the highest quality games in the world. Now will Haggis take a page out of Dutch Pinball and slow production down so much that it will literally take years for them to produce all the Fathom and Centaur games currently on back order? Or is this simply another production blip in a long line of production blips with the boutique manufacturer Haggis in their short time in the pinball hobby? Well, you know what I say, we shall have to wait and see. Okay, Zach and Dennis, that about wraps it up this week for me. For the Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side.
thank you, Craig, for the hit update to all those news. Unfortunately, we didn't find out about his concerts, Zach. But yeah, maybe next episode. But maybe we can find out about some Stern Pinball production updates from you. Yeah, you're damn right. We're about to. This past week, they were building some Jaws LEs. I got mine. Yeah, I heard. Remember, did you hear about the the slight delay? And oh. now it sounds like the slight delay is solved. It's lifted. <laughs> So they did start, as we announced a couple weeks ago, they were going to start on the Ellie's. They did do that. They were rocking them out of the factory there at Stern Pinball up in Elk Grove. Are they in Elk Grove Village anymore? I don't uh, know. You know, I, I thought they still were, but yeah, I'm not positive so. of that at the so, new place. So they were flying out the doors and then to a screeching halt, though, all of a sudden we get an email from Stern Pinball that said, hey, uh, we, we're going to have some delays on the remainder of the Ellie's. We weren't able to build them all, all 1,000. Um, because I think it was a parts delay. I don't know in particular what parts. There was rumors like the foil decals or the, I don't know. what. But um, We know it was an LE specific part, however. Sure. Yeah, because they said, we're going to move on to the premium for the time being until we get the part, and then we'll throw that back on the line as well. All will be good. So they even had, um, let's see, I guess as of this recording, they did ship a, some premium, or they're starting to ship some premiums. We get some of ours today, Monday. Um, and then they, I don't know if they're done with the LEs yet. I know that they did start production again after that, that, uh, that considerable pause uh, for maybe a week or so, but they have started again. Cause I heard the people that were saying, damn it, I didn't get mine. Um, because we were fortunate enough to get all of ours and we didn't get any of the pulse and any of the halt. Uh, but the people had to wait. I did see them on Pinside, I think, yesterday or day before, say, hey, mine's supposed to come this week. So so it looks like they are running the remainder of the Jaws LEs, and they are running Jaws Premium probably until the until the end of the month, I would guess. Mm, yeah, that would make sense. Because so they've got the they've got the Star Wars plans in March. Oh yeah, yeah, that is coming in March. Star Wars Pro and Premium. Remember, this is the first run they've had of Star Wars Pro and Premium since August of 2022, and there are mm-hmm. no more planned in 2024. So get your Star Wars if you want it now. Still very hot title, regardless of what people say about uh, that hyper loop feature. <laughs> Also in March is Godzilla Pro. No more planned in 2024. So get that one as well. Late March is still Jurassic Park Premium. No more planned in 2024. Again, as Dennis and I have said at nauseum, uh, we we're, we're looking at Stern doing some of these titles and and levels just once a year kind of thing. And I anticipate seeing more and more of that. And then we've given you the rundown in the past of what's coming in April, May, June. Q3, Q4, etc. The only thing we don't know for certain is when that next cornerstone is going to be. We are guessing, uh, I'm guessing May. Maybe an announcement late April, but uh, uh, May. That's what I'm guessing. Stern Pimble accessories. That, this is interesting. So we didn't get all of the UV lighting accessories. Um, not as many emails as I feared. So, uh, so thank you for that. But they were able to get parts, and for the most part, those are shipping now. So no more, no more worries about delayed Stranger Things accessories. If you want the UV kits, they're in stock. The armor's in stock. The art blades, the shooter knob, it's all, it's all in stock, ready to go um, at your distributor or sternpinball.com or throw a bone to me at flippingoutpinball.com. They still plan on doing Iron Maiden topper. Now they're saying, oh, we might not hit February, uh, maybe March. 
So we'll see there. Iron Maiden Topper coming uh, anytime between now and March. We get a code update for Jaws. Yay. Version 0.850. Uh, kind of low, honestly. Mm. 0.85 leaves a lot of room. I know it's all sub- it's all relative. The numbers yeah, don't mean relative. anything. Zach, it's all they. Hey. Who knows if it mean? It might mean something. It might, but maybe only they internally understand. It, I will. I will say though, a lot of people that I, I've spoken with who have played Jaws have said it is in desperate need of code updates. Oh, so. desperate need. Yes, it needs air, oxygen. Uh I. It does. There. That's a lot of room. It does. Kind of. That number does say something. I think, yes, I think it does. I, I agree. It, it's not. We don't believe it's devoid of all meaning. Not sure. here on the pinball show. That's right. So we uh, love to talk about code updates. Within this code update includes things such as bounty hunt multiball, where you end up battling the shark. It includes celebration multiball, which is essentially a victory mode for bounty hunt multiball. I do like that bounty hunt multi multiball has like a um, it's got stages uh, throughout. I think that's the one. Whatever. I think it's interesting. This is like the turducken of multiballs, though, because the celebration multiballs inside <laughs> of the bounty hunt multiball. Right. It's almost like Dwight Sullivan is coding this thing. Victory multiball. Added gear features. A lot of people were waiting uh, for this, and I think it it gets uh, some some adjustments uh, throughout. Uh, the next couple of months, but you collect different gears now and they all have their own little perks, uh, which is interesting, whether it's points or two X or blah, 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 blah. And then you collect all six of them listener. And then Quint is going to make you a cash offer It's points, but going to make you a cash offer to purchase all of them from you. And then there's many other additions and rules, uh, modifications, additions, sounds, uh, sound effects, shaker effects, call outs, lighting, etc. It's a pretty, Pretty healthy dose of update for Joel's Pinball. Stern Pinball's newest cornerstone release, designed by Keith Elwin. All right. And I think hey. I messed up poor Elizabeth's name. It's Geeski. Geeski. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, yeah, I was saying Geiski. Yes. Now I remember it. I remember it now with the little John, y'all Geeski. Uh, y'all Geeski. That's how I remember it anyway. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Elizabeth. Rules aside, updates aside, have you played Jaws yet? Yes, the oh. pro model though, only the pro. Oh, only which isn't too surprising given pro. probably not a lot of alleys on location. No, I don't think so. There might be some premiums in the future. Some locations do premiums, but not yes. many alleys. All right, so why don't uh, we should just talk about uh, maybe not a whole full blown things we like, things we don't. But if you've played this thing. Maybe we talk about because I've played the pro very little, very little mm-hmm. of pro. I've played the LE. I haven't had much time to play mine, but I, I mean enough to see what they're doing um, and to get a feel for the shots and whatnot. How much time have you had on Jaws? Only a couple of games. Okay. So basic feel of yeah, the shots, yeah. what they're doing. All right. You know, I've got, I got into some modes and stuff, but. All right. What was your. First thought, uh, looking at the game, um, did anything stand out in a good, bad way? Uh, I 
yeah, no, overall, I, I liked it when actually one of the things that I think I lost sight of, cause I looked at so many photos is how well, like the sound call out integration, the whole theme integration, it's really strong on it. I agree. Yeah, I yeah. should have just known that, but I I didn't think about it. In, and then when I started to hear it on location, I thought, well, I can actually hear it, which mm-hmm. was, I wasn't expecting. And then <laughs> sure. I was like, you know what? No, this actually, this actually integrates really well. I mean, I mean, in terms of the game and the play of it, it was the the whole chum bucket and the that that whole thing about it uh, and the lighting as it gets more red as you chum up the yeah. water. I really did like that part of it. Yeah, even like the spinner sounds, the 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 buoy bells, dong dong, like it all. I'm I'm with you. It's integrated very well with the sounds of the of the game, and they're only going to get better. Uh, but I'm I'm with you on that uh, to to go off what you said. The to me like the ambience of the game, the lighting and the sounds. It feels like, like you get the you get the sights, you get the sounds. It almost feels to me, listener, like at some point you're going to get the smell of the sea air, especially like the Ellie. When I see the interior art blades are kind of part of the water and the dock and stuff too, and the orca, uh, it is. It feels like it feels like it's very much world under glassy, more so because of the integration that they did that Dennis was talking about with the uh, with the sound and and lighting. That that's pretty phenomenal. And then what did you think about the layout? The, did you like that Keith Owen layout? Does it feel like a Keith Owen? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did like it. And I'd say, yes, it does. It, it Again, it feels different, but it's got some of those Keithisms in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in that regard, yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's, he still, um, and he's done enough games now. I feel like I maybe shouldn't give credit here anymore, but it just still feels different. Like he does, he looks at it in a way different than how Stern what we associate with a traditional stern. So, but I thought it shot really well. Sure. And, and so in terms of now I didn't have the upper play field. So, but in terms of like the ramp shots and stuff, one of my favorite things though was, cause you know, he likes, uh, he always does more than two flippers, but that flip lock, the little yeah. flip lock, that could trademark stern flip lock. They did trademark uh, that. Yeah. yeah, they did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was, that was, that was fun. I, I think it's that. clever too. Yes. Especially you press the, uh, I'm not good at that, but you press the in multi ball, you press the action, the action button, button and it yeah. can physically hold it instead of having to like stage yes. the thing. I had one of the one of our stronger uh, tournament players was there and he kind of walked me through all the rules as oh, they stood nice. at the time and explained that aspect of it. I was like, I didn't get I didn't I didn't do it right, but <laughs> I also like, although this is a, you know, I, maybe some smart missile vibes, or if you want to go way back into the 90s, some uh, missed multi ball vibes, but trying to snipe that moving uh, fin flipper, that's yes. hard. Yeah. I did that, get it, but, but it's wow. cool, though, because that left in lane is so fast when you come through that almost the left side of the game is like a left alley and it travels all along that wood rail and then goes to the in lane with really no stopping point. And yeah. then, yeah, if it's. If that thing's up, then you got to hit it. Or if it stages it with a post and it's like, get it, get it now. And now, now mine, I, I'd heard reports of people airballing off that. I, mine did not. Yeah. So I've had some airballs on my game. That's, that was one of the downsides for me thus far. Uh, I'm going to have to make some adjustments, but off of like the chum line acrylic inset where there's that gap for the stand-up oh, or okay. for that target. So that can, it's not actually the the fin target that's airballing you. Correct. No, it's when the fin is down, uh, I guess that it, to me it looks like the acrylic, let's call it a kidney bean, the front part of the uh, the crescent moon there, 
Um, mm-hmm. Almost as if the acrylic is going down just ever so slightly, and then it hits the lip of the the the, the, the other side of the lip there, and it and it goes air. That's what I'm seeing, but um, I'm going to start adjusting mine. I've read on Pinside you can adjust it with the four or five screws holding that inset, you know, kind of ACDC kind of thing window, uh, or uh, lowering the flipper because geez, the flippers on these new sterns now are crazy. Like on the recent stranger things, a lot of people have to turn down the coil power on the flippers. Cause wow. Yeah. I, I, I turned down Godzilla's uh, flipper. power. Yeah, you can put an eye out. So I'm going to try to do that as well. Cause I've been getting some air balls and there's nothing more frustrating uh, than that. But the, the chum line is very cool. I love that, that target that does come up. Uh, and it's not a drop target. It's almost like a motorized, it's coil driven, but then it's motorized left to, to right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like that. And so layout wise, you've pretty much got all the shots though, as the premium LE, because that left wave ramp, uh, it's like a big 180 that would go to the upper play field. You still get the, I think the difficulty of that shot with the pro, it just doesn't go to an upper play field. It goes to the yes. wire. Form. Yes, that's true. Um, people were complaining about that. I have absolute zero complaints about that. I like that you've got to hit it like the left uh, orbit ramp on Godzilla. If you don't hit it enough, it's not going to go up there. I tend to like that. I don't need a freaking give me uh, ramp. I don't I don't have to have that. It's no, fine. no gimme ramps required. Don't need that. And you were talking about the albinisms and just it feeling different. And I completely agree, and I think that's, again, why people tend to buy Keith Elwin games more so than any other designer in the entire industry. Yeah, I I mean, I would say, because Foo Fighters was pretty different, people might be looking slash hoping that uh, we continue to see that out of Jack Danger. Yes. But again, both are newer designers to Mm -hmm. the field, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah, and we'll talk about a, a newly released game later on, where that was kind of the downside, was that we're getting accustomed like Keith Elwin, different feels of things. And, and that's what Keith does best. Uh, I do really like that. I love that right ramp, right orbit. It's like an orbit ramp that goes through Quint's shack there. It just feels really, really good. Uh, The shots on this, I can't, I can't downplay them. The shots are fucking great. I love, I love shooting this game Um, that I could do without captive ball stuff. I know Keith loves those, but we've got the chum bucket and the boat. Eh, okay. Give or take. I, I'm fine with it. I don't need so many captive ball things. All right. What about the video clips? I, I love that it has all these freaking assets. I love it. Yes. The And here's the thing where, you know, bubbly bobos aside, <laughs> one of the things that I always thought that worked for me fine with, like, the Guardians and such is taking clips and having these really short segments and just sort of tossing them in at proper opportune times and then tying it into the integration. Yeah. Uh, I, that's something I think I'm going to explore a little bit later when we get to some other discussion mm-hmm. about the use of it, because I, I like, I like there being a lot of variety, but I also like the implementation of them to be limited every time it's used. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah. So it, yeah, it worked for me with Jaws, but I felt like Stern's been doing pretty well with that in a lot of games. But of course, it comes down to whether or not they've got the movie clips because a lot of times they don't, and then we we don't have that. But so I thought it worked really well here. And again, uh, as was sort of noted by people once we were getting information on the game, even though we don't see Roy all over the play field, you do have plenty of clips that employ him and his voice. Oh, he's very much, yeah, very much in there with callouts and video assets and everything. Even drive us like everybody's kind of poo-pooing his custom speech and stuff. I, I, I catch none of that being negative in the game itself. Like he seems amped up and it sounds cool to me. Yeah, I didn't notice an issue with it, um, but, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of instances where people have, especially when they're not playing it. I still remember, like, the pushback on Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle, and Alice Cooper is not excited enough, and it's like, well, mm-hmm. he's, like, you're in his house, and he's just kind of like, why are you in here? That's the <laughs> That was the, pl- that was the plan what of it. And, and when I played it, I didn't notice it as, like, being annoying or anything. Yeah. I think this is going to be another smash hit. It's got the theme. It's it's got Keith Elwin. It's got everything. The one thing that I'm still wondering about are the rules. Uh, be, I number one, I don't have enough time, and this is not. And I could be wrong. Help me out, Ray Day, or y'all Geeski. Um, but I, it's not. It's it feels again like uh, it feels Jurassic Parky, where mm. it's not like. Here's eight modes. Hit enough white shots and Iron Maiden and you start one of these modes. Do well enough on a mode and you get a shard. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like you got to set traps in the paddock and then you got to capture the dinosaur. And then you got to, it's all these like set, like set this, then do that, then get the hook and then, and then pull the barrel in. And so I, I'm going to admit, I'm still confused. I, I don't know what I'm doing at all. I, I think you hit the bucket enough and you start a, uh, start a mode and you hit the shark enough, start a multiple. I think, I don't, again, not a ton of time on it yet, but damn, am I confused by rules nowadays? I'm getting old, Dennis. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out the rules. Once they click, hell, I'm still a little foggy on Jurassic Park rules at times. What the hell is going on here? What am I doing? Uh, I do like the airport modes. That's much appreciated. Uh, you can start the different your the bounties that you're going for a minnow, and it says, "Here's the Iron Maiden. How many spinners you need? How many ramps you need? How many?" I love that. I really love that. But I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to water down the rules in my own mind and stay away from stuff that I just don't care about. If that makes sense, because uh, yeah, I, well, there there is a lot to do on it. There's a lot, um, but most I'd say to me it felt like a mix, a mix of. Jurassic Park and a little bit of the sort of more Godzilla vibe where there are a few things that are pretty close to the start button that mm-hmm. aren't as deep that don't like require three st- you know phases to go again maybe maybe comparing it to Godzilla is a good example where all right things like tank multiball and bridge multiball those are all pretty straightforward mm-hmm. you know you have to do a certain number of things uh, one thing a certain number of times I should say whereas then you had other things where you know you have like three stages to monster zero or whatever and it 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 obviously got got a lot more complicated Mm -hmm. though they tended to do an okay job explaining it on the display yeah yeah but some of the stuff here in terms of the setup and things plus there's probably some balancing as well i want to think when i was getting the rules explained i did not get to this part but uh it sounded like i think doing rescues was very disproportionate in terms of point value not Mm -hmm. that you you would care about that but 
Like it sounded like that was a, a good way to exploit the game is really oh, trying okay. to focus in on that. If you can, if you could make the shots and do the rescues and there are just certain, you know, there's often those Keith incentives where, you know, if you do this and then you can lock in your score and then your jackpots or whatever yes. you've earned in the mode and things like that. So there's a lot of opportunity for exploitation of, of, of scoring. Yeah. And that's what takes time to balance all of that because there are so many options like there's a, a thing with beach goers and get beach goers you get enough of them and then you got to close the close the uh the beach down and uh, that's the kind of stuff i don't i don't understand quite yet I don't, I don't. and then even like the gear stuff um like the the incentives for the gear stuff are things for me oh. <laughs> that i'm like I, I don't give a shit. I still like, can't ever remember what the three things like the food and medicine and walking dead does. Cause exactly. they each give yeah. you something and I yeah. never could keep it straight in my head. Like what medicine gives you versus what f- weapons give yeah. you. That's All exactly I know what is I mean. Like, yes. Bloodpath is over there. So go after it. Cause it's like, well, if you get the, if you get the hook, you get two times bonus multiplier. Mm. If you lock, I'm like, ah, and if you I'm, get the, I'm never going to remember. Yeah. You I'm crash the boat and it sinks. Remember or like, uh, uh Elizabeth Gieske was, kind enough to go on the flipping out pinball stream with Joel. Thank you again, Elizabeth, for that. That was, that was phenomenal. And the numbers were huge on that, uh, but she was explaining everything. And it was like, uh, okay, I'm going to start this mode. And I'm going to stack with multiball. I get that. But then she was like, no, Joel, before you do that, hit the chum a couple times or hit the shark a couple times. I forgot what it was. Uh, and that's going to kind of boost your mode before you start it. And I'm like, Oh God. And that's when it starts going. And then I'm gone. So it's going to be another one I can dig in over time and it stays in my collection forever. Just like Keith's other game, Godzilla, Jurassic Park. So I'm, I'm grateful for it, but the learning curve for me is going to take quite a bit more time than recent other games like an Elton John or Labyrinth or anything. Now I did want to ask, this is an important aside in my opinion. It was Elizabeth's flipping out stream more popular than the game stream where I beat Joel. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was but you, uh, i think i you, that actually makes sense because i yeah. think people are tired of seeing me win you did win yet again in that game and on the Poor Joel. i thought i would uh, fare pretty well in that game uh listener it was a game that was like uh, name that pinball tune essentially that mike from pinballer set up and they played audio and they it, it was really fun i i enjoyed that quite a bit um but man some of the ones that you guys missed, I'm I'm like screaming at the top of my Don't lungs. Don't scream, like, come, be calm. It's road show, or come on, it's Corvette. The Corvette I knew would kind of. Well, trip. those were all Sean's, and yeah. Joel like Poor rigged Sean. it, so Sean was going to have the worst worst sound packages. No, to be fair though, Sean really be- biffed uh, Demolition Man though. I'm like, come on. I like, actually would have messed that one up too. Really? I yeah, I just I couldn't tell. I yeah. just couldn't. That was a fun game, but yeah, you won yet again. Joel, Joel gets so competitive in those situations. He wants to beat you in something so bad, but he fails so miserably all the time. <laughs> I lost a game once though. I think Did I you? lost it to my, well, to Mike, not to Joel. I not think Mike Joel. won that time. Yeah. Uh, and he's I, so I mean, Joel might've been ahead of me too. I don't yeah, remember. He's so close. But... I purged the ones I don't win from my uh, memory. It didn't seem like there was much effort on this part to win. So nicely, nicely done. I'm trying to think if there's anything else about the guy. Oh, shark doesn't what? eat ball. That's a down. No one cares. I do. No, I you do. do you? I do. Are you a child? I, do you really have to care about that? This is a toy, and I want to see the shark eat the fucking ball. 
Yeah. Okay. It's just well, uh, on my LE. Money, so I even put the ball fine. in the shark's mouth. I did. Because I'm thinking to myself, what if you time it just right and you dislodge that ball? Sure, it's going to mess up the system and stuff, but that's like a that's a moment for me. <laughs> that's a one-time a kind of thing. Where you, where you knock the, the token ball that yeah. they gave with a little jokey instructions yes. so you can have your own sharky ball. I want to hit the ball through the windmill and I'm putt-putting. I want to hit okay. it in the clown's mouth. <laughs> okay. You know, that's... That's me. Shark doesn't eat ball. That's kind of a sure. downside. It's whatever you, whatever people want to care about is fine. The other thing for me, it was kind of downside. Not gonna lie. Like uh, there was this mode called night swim. I'm looking for like in this game, it's 0.85. So there's more to come, but I'm looking for more flair, some more coding effects, lighting, choreography. You don't want them to turn off the GI. Do yes. you? Like when, no, whenever when night players swims, hate that, I real know, players hate that. When night swim starts, they give you that to where there's like, and it, it all goes yeah, to down. set the mood. That's yes. ambiance. Keep it that way. No people, people who play with the lights off are going to be all like, no, I and, can't uh, see the ball. I think it was last <laughs> week. <laughs> Joel, they Joel was streaming it and she was in chat and she said, uh, yeah, as a factoid night swim, Originally was coded in such a way, but she indicated that it was too dark. Uh, yes, when playing. And she's I, right. And I thought, you know what, Elizabeth and team, uh, Zach here. Um, how many modes do you have in this game? One, two, three. Oh, you got a lot of modes, right? Uh, okay, so the player can't see for one mode for the sake of a <laughs> fucking such pinball a moment. Argument, Elizabeth. This is really bad. Uh, come on. Get, Give the people what they want. Uh, Give them one that, mode that they can't see. You are Tough the only shit. one who wants no, this. No, it's like one when Dwight this. Sullivan is blinding you. Get over it, people. It's no, one effing mode. No. It's a they moment. They are here to play pinball no. and take names, not lose because of gimmicks. No, Stern team. This isn't I'm the operator you, error. You, you the operator error is over. Home players don't already, want to be cheated. They're behind the eight ball a bit. Because no, of if there the was lack an eight ball, RGB they wouldn't even let it eat the lighting. ball. They're not behind anything. So when you're when you're behind the eight ball on the RGB lighting, that's how you kind of tell a story choreography wise with your lights, right? So if you don't have as much of that, lean into things that you can do, like night swim. It's right there for you. It's screaming night. Put the lights out or dim them. I think they even dimmed them. You can dim them. It's fine. Missed opportunity. No, I think I Somebody's think it was, they clearly evaluated this opportunity and they chose the right path here. We'll talk about a game later on that did this very well, where modes are almost to the point of being gimmicky. Um, but I need a little more of that. That's all. Just a little more of that. Uh, and then one of the things I do love, you said you haven't seen the LA yet, but freaking LA is a looker, like especially that mirrored back glass. Now you did see the translate on the pro. Does that not work? perfectly yes i i that's why the premium is my least favorite even though it's clearly the most effort by the artist mm -hmm. who went into it simply because it's so different from i mean they have such an iconic poster oh it's, it's so a, much it's, so. It's, it's 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 really unusual to run into that instance it'd be like rocky horror picture show you could get away with mm -hmm. just the lips and the teeth sort of thing most things you can't and it makes sense to have the artist really try and do something and they were very creative on the premium but the bottom line is i just prefer the poster well and i see i see them selling a lot of pro translites because of it i really do but the le is a looker especially with that uh, mirrored back glass the white armor works maybe wish i had some metallic in it but whatever 
white armor works. The expression speaker lighting was really cool because like on the chum line, when it's just red in a portion, that's what it uh, relays on the, the circle speaker light, like a quarter mm. of it's red. Like, so it's almost informational too. Uh, foil cabinet mm-hmm. decals. Uh, it's, it's damn nice. Like I've got well, it sitting, I've got it sitting next to a fathom because it's kind of like, uh, you know, the, the, the mermaids and the, and it's, it's the, you know, 20,000 leagues on the sea. It's the water. It's, you know, water based mm-hmm. and they're beautiful and sitting beside each other. I'm like, this is pinball, but we'll get oh. the haggis later on. They might add some metallic flakes when they come out with the blood red bite edition. The what? The blood red bite edition. I don't get it. Blood red kiss edition. Oh, okay. Jesus. Sorry. God, Sorry. you are old. I'd say I'm getting old. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Blood Red Bite Edition. Don't worry, it's a premium, so it's okay. It's a- <laughs> we're, we're only making 500, but we don't have a placard, so we're all right. <laughs> so funny. I like it. Okay, Shark doesn't eat ball. What else we got? Yeah, so it's a, it's a winner of a game. It It's selling crazy. It's, yeah, it's. It's another terrific Stern game. Do you think that Stern, do you think they planned for their follow-up Cornerstone games to Keith Elwin based on the popularity that they do have with Keith Elwin? And then another question as a follow-up, Dennis, more broad. Do you think that they changed the order of releases based on the popularity, positive or negative, of the previous released product? Um, Hopefully yes, I do. Th- All right. Well, I'm not entirely sure what you meant by the, by the first question involving Keith specifically. So do, I'll, do, let me- do they give you a, do they throw in a, a game that they think may be less popular following a Keith Elwin game because of the balance that it could bring? You don't want it to overshadow. You got a Keith game that's going to keep selling the, you know, the entire year, but it's going to be the hot and heaviest at the beginning of its release cycle. But as it comes down, uh, that that wave comes down, it slowly gets smaller. So you want to hit them maybe the next with a, mm, with okay. a less popular game. Uh, I don't know. I lean towards no. Okay. Unless like they're struggling with the line to keep up with it, in which case maybe that is like okay, we're still let's hypothetically. We're building Jaws where, gosh, it's, the line's going full bore. Mm-hmm. We've obviously got all these other games that we need to start getting out there because we have licensing agreements. Let's go ahead and move up a less popular one because yes. we're just we're struggling. Like we're at 80 percent capacity still on Jaws. So let's do something that way. Maybe then. So you're thinking I, capacity of production. Would yes. Do it. Okay. Yes. I don't think it That's has more functional any, explanation. Yeah, I, yeah. Because I think they're probably more pressured by the release. Obviously we know multiple times they've noted in interviews that they've moved games around. I think it tends to have to do more with like what's going on with their license arrangements. Cause you know, they don't get to hold these in perpetuity. The games do have to come out. And, I agree. Yeah. And so I think that's usually the main driving factor, not a, cause until a game comes out, you know, you, they probably get a vague sense based off of, of theme Probably that's the best sense that they get. And mm-hmm. secondary sense, at least in some instances, based off designer, namely Keith. But other than that, do you really know? Like, did they? I don't think they went in doing Venom thinking that Venom wasn't going to sell great. Mm. I I think they were just like, well, it's a Marvel character and it's well known, and you know, we hope it it's it does gangbusters mm-hmm. like some of our other Marvel stuff has. And 
And then when it doesn't, you know, maybe they change the schedule around because of that. I think it actually happens more on the back end. Like if a game doesn't do well, uh, do they just move up uh, what they were planning or do they try and, and factor in a, okay, what what three games do we have ready? What's the most attractive theme? Yeah, that's true. And they do seem to keep a cycle with designers pretty consistently. Like, yeah, so that's why I don't think that's really okay. a main, I don't really think it comes up. I just up always the, wonder. Maybe I just I don't I I struggle to imagine it's a primary factor. Uh, who would be due up next if we were going in the site? Would it be Borg? Um, I what, was, what was his last game? All right, so we had Eddie did Venom, and then obviously Elwin has done Jaws, and then before that was Jack mm-hmm. with Foo. It would be yeah, it'd be Borg so it would then. be Borg, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that would be like Jack in the summer. Mm. And then Eddie in the winter. Hmm. Matt, we'll see. We shall see. Did you see of uh, this the shark eating bowl aftermarket mod that this guy's yes. doing? Yeah, I watched uh, part of his uh, install video. So the that's guy who been created it. that's been like a discussion point over the last couple of weeks since we recorded last. Um, there's a guy that is selling a mod now that enables the shark on the pro as of right now. He's making one for the premium LE. I don't know how that's going to work, but for the pro, he replaces that boat, that captive ball boat, with an actual shark head that you hit it into the shark's mouth. The shark then kind of goes left to right. Uh, and then it's a quick vuck system that kicks the ball up to the right habit trail to come back to the right uh, right flipper. Um, mixed reviews. We've seen some people herald this thing as, thank God, it's like, what, 500 bucks? Thank God there's an option for this now. So much better. And then some people are like, it's a fucking joke. And what is this crap? No, this is bad. Uh, I think that you guys talked about it a little bit on the flipping out stream. Joel did not seem like a fan. No, he was. And well, we, we have to hedge a little bit because when you say you guys spoke about it on the flipping out stream, I didn't say a single thing because <laughs> I think Joel spoke for about 15 minutes. And I was passionate. just like, uh, I'm just going to sit here. He, I'm just a guest. I'm just going to sit here. I I don't know if he was like, he was mixed on it, but he just uh, my, didn't my think take, it's necessary. And I hate, he well, I, I agree. It's, it's completely unnecessary. Uh, and if people want to do, and he was, you know, he agreed with what I would say, which is, you know, it's your game. If you want to yeah. modify your game, you can modify your game. I think for Joel, his big issue, and I hate putting words in people's mouth, but this is my takeaway after listening to 15 minutes of it, was that I think he finds the notion somewhat insulting yes. to Elwin. That's perfectly Particularly put, yeah. for people that are insisting on this without having played the game yet, mm. that they go in and they say, this has to happen. And it's like you're talking about the greatest pinball designer who ever lived mm-hmm. and you're kind of crapping all over his work. I think that w- that's kind of the vibe he feels when he sees people ordering this before they've even played Jaws. Mm. Whereas my take would be mechanically incredibly clever. Uh, so and there was a lot of praise, and Mike uh, from the pinballers gave a lot of praise for mm-hmm. the design aspect in particular very clever this guy's uh, canadian so, though right so right, right. well together sure sure to but fair. but from a from a from a problem solving engineering standpoint i think it was really interesting and, and quite a clever solution i would never embrace this mod because it mm. dramatically changes gameplay mm. and 
That's and true. this this modder has done other mods, like he had a Rick and Morty mod that Jerry dramatically Ranch. changed yeah changed gameplay. I didn't do that and, one, and I'm not comfortable with mods that do that. And, I liked how difficult that shot was from Scott. And, and that's I didn't, that's my concern with his that. solution. Well, as elegant as it is, because honestly, it's a it's very well like he chose the ideal spot. I think to to do this in a way that feels substantive. I agree. But you've taken a captive ball chaotic shot and turned it into a feed the right flipper shot. And for that reason alone, in the words of pun intended, Shark Tank, I'm out. You're the best in the business for a reason. Uh, I can't say much more to that except for my conclusion would be somewhat different. I agree with the whole Joe stance. It is a bit mm, insulting. It's a bit. Uh, but then again, my argument would be, you know, even Keith Elwin, the wonderful genius that he is, I would argue that there's a good chance that he's not given a full uh, endless bill of material. Uh, he would probably, if given double the time and double, triple the, the, the budget, maybe would have different things in there. So I, I think it's not much of an insult because. He's doing his job and he has limits to what he can do. And if somebody else wants to expand upon that, it's not insulting because it's not like he's saying, this is the best that I've got. This is all I can't do. He's saying, I've got a job. I have to complete these tasks in a, in a budget and in a timeline. And this is what you get. And what that gives us generally are the greatest games that are sold in mass in the entire world in the existence of pinball. So he gives us the greatest. So I don't think it's a slap in the face because people are just expanding because they have time and effort and stuff too. It does drastically change the game. Yes. Uh, and it, it is a kind of a repeatable kind of shot. Yes. Having said that, if I had the pro, eh, <laughs> I kind of like it. So <laughs> I, I but this, like is, it. this is interesting to me. I mean, I can see why you would like it. I can see why you like the mod, but you know, one of the things that came up in the chat on the flipping out stream that I was sort of monitoring while we were having the discussion. And again, mm-hmm. well, well, no, while I was staying there, keeping my mouth shut and Joel was having the discussion, there were a lot of people that like their concerns weren't even like the choice of if you put it in or if you don't, they were just really perturbed that you could put it in and then still get insider connected achievements. And so, the, but this what this reminds me of Zach. That's is, a good is, point. I didn't I'm gonna, even think I'm about push because I keep track of these things. I, I, I look that. for hypocrisy in people's statements, okay. and I find it interesting okay. that you are uncomfortable with the idea of activating a mini wizard mode that you didn't earn in the game, mm-hmm. but you are willing to consider a mod that will allow you to get further in the game than your skill allows you to normally. Hmm. I see the hypocrisy. Of course. Because that. it's it's I, present. I acknowledge it. I'm a, I smell the aroma yeah. of hypocrisy. Now, uh, boy, it's a stretch though to start the game off in a wizard mode versus having. No, yeah. it's very different, absolutely. Yeah. But nonetheless, we're talking about the captive ball because the captive ball is very important once you you know chum bucket it up and all that mm-hmm. to to get stuff done in the game. And now you're getting free flipper feeds every time you do it. That is a huge. That's baby's first flipper. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's first right ramp shop. Yeah. If there was a if there was a clear cut way to balance that out in 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 uh, in settings, if you install that, then I'd be good with that. 
if you could balance that out. Yeah, Stern, can you just go in and modify your Not settings? Stern. Uh, I'm talking about like uh, the, the, the hobbyist community. And... You know, if you're going to throw that in, you son of a bitch, what? at least do this in the setting. Yeah. But I get it. There's no argument. Nah. No argument. It can't be balanced. I, I do like if if that shark didn't wave back and forth kind of after you hit it. I don't know if I, I just think it's clever and it looks good. It is clever. That's, this is in no way a, a criticism of the mod itself. This is the question of a mod that actually modifies gameplay. And We're not just putting in a new, you know, pretty noodle sign. And I will say that this we, is, we have, this is game uh, enhancement. we spoke a bit to this creator. The creator reached out to, yes. to us a little bit. And then I reached out to the creator a, a bit and we, you know, we, we discussed this mod because one of the complaints, Dennis was, the jaw, there's no jaw. This is that jaws. was your complaint. No, no one else. I've cares read about that a lot of people say that. Well, it looks you, like the shark doesn't have a bottom bite. Like it just has because he doesn't. It's like full hello. It's just because, got, that's my audio representation would, of just teeth well, on the, the front. And the and the modder informed you why that would have been a bad because decision. I told the modder, didn't I? I said, look, you did. You if you're doing you were, the art, you were, you were half drunk. Well, and. You're I like, mean, I was some shots me, in, but I said, if you're going to do art, people who weren't Nordman level didn't get to list, go in and listen because we, we had a special. You know, this guest, was part yeah. of our this was part of our our happy hour. That we brought, <laughs> where we brought where Zach criticism, yeah. gave criticism so, to the mod. <laughs> yeah, so someone who to was on one of our, one of our supporters uh, of the of Patreon was like, "Hey, I know this guy. He, I could see if you're if you're willing to let him like, come in." Get and him on. Like, sure, let him in. And so we bring him in, and then Zach's like, "Hey." Listen here, buddy. I'm doing my Zach impression. I, your mod is is pretty is pretty fucking cool. But where's the lower jaw? It looks real weird. What's wrong with you? Yes. Are you Canadian or what? Yeah. And the guy is like, um, because the the head shakes, eh, the mod shakes. I get it. It's but... gonna look like his jaw's dislocated <laughs> every time it goes rattle rattle, and it's not gonna just reset dead center. So it was gonna look stupid. No, it's and then still Zach's better like, than uh, I disagree. And then, exactly. And then Zach was, you know, five scotches in. Uh, you're wrong. That's it right. would have well, been my way is always the best way. Now buy my ten competitive numbered games. I mean, it's just uh, there's a right answer and a wrong answer. He, <laughs> for that one, he chose the wrong answer. It's just people do that i get it and if he's gonna nope. worry about doing nope. the art just draw the bottom jaw on the artwork no uh, people no people it wasn't agree. gonna line people up agree. with the bottom artwork that was the problem it, but it still would look better it still would look better than no, no jaw it would, at all all look like some weirdo and am, I say, look, am i saying this word wrong? everybody keeps it on, online well, he's saying it with an l jaw like does Zach not know how to say it? am i saying it wrong jaw jaw how do you say jaws i don't know how to say it yeah just jaws i jaws. i didn't, it hasn't jaws. sounded weird to me okay now your decision to want him to have jowls does jowls yes you gotta have jaws now I, I, maybe i do say it with now well it's a midwestern they're very judgmental of uh pronunciation i get a lot of those messages it's just how it is <sighs> okay that's enough stern and jaws talk i did yes. say it with now <clears throat> Let's go Another into flop from Stern. Haggis Pimple. <laughs> Shit. Uh, shark doesn't eat ball. Well, at least there's a shark to eat the ball. Okay. <sighs> Shit. What a story here that is that is brewing in Australia. Haggis Pinball. We've been wondering if they finished Fathoms. Apparently they haven't. They thought they were going to at the end of the year. I thought they basically promised they were yes. going to. 
yeah, anytime you put a timeline on something, you're setting yourself up. But, and they're close. I mean, eh, they're close. But nonetheless, uh, I, okay. nonetheless, they're still early achievers waiting for their big Lebowskis and we bitch about it. So it is what it is. It's, you know, objectively, either you have or you haven't, and they haven't. Centaurs, to my knowledge, aren't on the production line, and they were supposed to be in January. Here it is February, almost March. I, I own the company Flipping Out Pinball, and we're the exclusive U.S. dealer for Haggis Pinball Products. And we've had a couple of people reaching out, wondering what the hell's going on. If they can have their non-refundable deposits back. That's a whole nother story on how non-refundable deposits work, but uh, I digress. And then, all of a sudden, we hear from Australia in the form of an email to many of those who have, uh, I guess, with Fathom, who have pre-ordered Centaur. I don't know exactly who this went out to, but there was an email from Damien giving an update. And uh, the update didn't didn't instill a lot of hope, a lot of warm and fuzzies with those reading it. Is that fair to say? I mean, it didn't sound good. Well, it was, uh, what I respect about it is it was extremely open and with what issues are going on. I felt kind of like the old days of Haggis where they were known for their transparency. A couple keywords in there have, have worried people. Yes. And one in particular, one, one in per- very much in particular. What would that keyword be? Well, I thought it's only fair to discuss this and especially how you and I as hobbyists feel about it, how myself as a distribution partner with my company, with Haggis Pinball, it's only fair to at least talk about it. It's not like it's news, so we're, we need to talk about it. But I thought, what better place than in our Pinball Show Club? Yes. That's, that's the they best place. <laughs> we got to discuss it there. For those supporters that we have at the Pinball Show Club, you can go become a part of that club. Become a member today to help support the Pinball Show by going to patreon.com slash the pinball show. At as little as $10 a month, we weave you gold. We give you exclusive content. You get to join our Discord, private Discord, where we're all chatting back and forth about the hottest topics and the, the weirdest stuff as well. Or the... Or the Nordman Club level at $25 a month, you get those half-drunken happy hour hangouts that are live once a month with Dennis and I and a a gaggle full of guys. We don't have any girls yet, I don't think, in there. What the hell? Uh, Reach out to us at thepinballshow at gmail.com. I don't know if we have any Nordman level female members. And then that's the $25. You get a... Uh, official membership decal you get to pick a topic the hundred dollars a month screaming goat club members they get their own nickname they get to come on the show here in the future they get one-on-one correspondence with dennis and i the that's just that's all behind the scenes baby they get everything there they get the paywall polo all kinds of cool stuff so uh, ten dollars a month 25 100 whatever you want to Whatever you want to pick, you get that exclusive content where Dennis and I dive deep into this email that people received about Haggis Pinball, what we think that means, uh, and uh, maybe what's to come uh, in the future. Patreon.com slash The Pinball Show. That's going to be some juicy stuff there. Yep. Am I worried, Dennis? You have to tune in and find out. 
All right, Spooky Pinball Dennis, we've got the Texas Ooh. Chainsaw Massacre and Looney Tunes actually being shipped. Yes. Oh. People have been awaiting this. Now, very excited. It they did a good they've done a good job marketing lately on games production and it's at the location in Madison and all this stuff. Uh, I will everybody not much. They have not shipped many. Uh cuz I know that I'm at like I think I've got I got number eight coming of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, mm. and I haven't received yet. So, mm. I mean, we're just a couple have gone out. I think Wes over in Alabama, our buddy Wes Bentley, I think he's got uh, his both of his. He's He's been a very early adopter of spooky stuff, so he gets one of the firsts uh, that come offline. So we're getting, we're getting closer, but I don't believe 20 have shipped yet. I don't believe maybe 10. Like in total between Looney Tunes and Text Chainsaw have shipped. But they're going to start boosting that up. I talked to Spooky Luke this last week, uh, and he said they aim. I don't think that's an off the record thing. So let me pull up my. Let me see what he said here. They did do a stream of. While I'm looking this up, they did a stream of Looney Tunes. Bug did this last week. So go check that out. Production going very well. Uh, Starting to settle into a daily schedule. So far, solid builds and ramping up every week. Okay. So that's the information there. I think that once they start hitting dealerships, um, different locations, we'll get a lot more feedback on the game. But and the games thus far, I almost want to call it a game, but the games thus far, overwhelmingly positive. So uh, so we will we'll see as they continue to come out. I'm looking forward to getting some time, especially since the codes are different between the two. I think people on the, the forums, Dennis, have still been saying that Texas Chainsaw Massacre rules seem way more developed at this point than Looney Tunes. Hmm. Um, but Looney Tunes is still a great pedigree when it comes to the rules and coding, so I'm not worried about that either. But people are loving both games, which is great to hear. Same with Chicago Gaming Company. Pulp, holy shit. Pulp Fictions, Dennis, sit down. What? The SEDs are actually shipping. No way. I swear to you, we we had a handful ship out. Swear to me. So they shipped out, my friend. They shipped out last week, a handful of them. I think we've get a couple this week with the silver coin doors. But boy, they they're still slow. They don't don't get your hopes up, people. Man, as soon as they said pulp fiction SEs are shipping, my email box lit up. Hey, do you have any updates? The problem is they don't really up. Like, here was my update as a distributor. Hey, Zach, I know that you and other distributors have asked, and we finally have an update. You're getting X amount. Uh, they should be going out in the next week. Okay, great. Next week comes. They're delayed another week. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so surprised. So they finally get them out. And then I'm not going to hear anything. It's not like they're like, and now as a follow-up, you're now going to be receiving your next X in four weeks, six weeks. No, I'll hear nothing until I don't know when. No clue. And then they'll say more. You have more of your SE order available. They're ready to ship. That's kind of how it works. Um, mm. It's hard to give updates. I have no clue. So it's not me being incompetent. I, just, I don't. I don't know. No clue. Now what well, what we try to do some, is we try to build a distributor you are. We try to build a like uh, some data points so that we can get a cadence 
that's what I, I do with yeah yeah you things. should have to cadence these things that's what I do um I'm like but uh, Stern Pinball is the one manufacturer that they'll be like in this month you're getting this and the next run you're getting this like that helps because then I know mm. you know uh if you order now you're going to get one then but now I, I have no clue if somebody says if I were to order a Pulp Fiction because I got this is probably the most popular question asked the last couple of weeks. If I ordered a Pulp Fiction SE today, when would I get it? Hmm. And my response. Yeah. When to, would I get it? Yeah, my response to people is if anyone tells you they know when they are fucking yeah. lying to you. <gasps> no clue. No clue. I think they would be honest with me and tell me when I'd get it. Gun to my head. Ah, fall winter. I, I don't wait that I, long. I have no clue. I'm not buying this game. A lot of people don't. And I'd say, you know, I'd rather lose a sale being honest than gain one being dishonest. Aw. Yeah, well. That's like one of those little cross-stitch things you can hang on your wall. That's, what's the creepy-ass one that Nicole's got in one of the bathrooms? It has, like, something with Jesus <laughs> in it. It's like, uh, just like. What, just Take uh, my tiny hand. Oh, it's it's bad. Every time I'm taking a piss in that guest bathroom, it's like something about like Jesus and germs are everywhere. Or I'm like, what? Why are we associating germs with Jesus? I saw one uh, just uh, a day or two ago, which which said, "This is not a crack house. This is a crack home." (laughs) It's a crack. I I like that. Yeah, it was good. I think it's. Uh, wash your hands, say your prayers, because Jesus and germs are everywhere. <laughs> oh, I, wow. I, I tease her all the time. I'm like, that's the creepiest, weirdest ass little thing to put in a bathroom. Please keep it up. All right, Jersey Jack Pinball. Speaking of Jesus and germs, where's that Elton John? Oh, they actually, they're transitioning into Elton John CE production. Mm. Yeah, so we've seen them on the line. So no more... No more platinum editions available until uh, late spring. So, but if I really wanted a platinum, so there, see, there you go. Jersey Jack indicates to us now. Maybe in my opinion, they might have abruptly switched the line there without a, a heads up. But uh, you know, it was, a, it was a trending up. I'd like to have a little bit more notice, but you can at least they told us. Into spring, if you order now, into spring is when they're going to be fulfilled. So that's good. And there's still still some Elton John CE spots, too. So we're selling those if anybody's interested. What? They haven't sold out? Nope. Nope. They have not hmm. sold out. Did so you tell them about the Tiny Dancer on it? Hold me closer. I played that game again. That's, that's a good game. Damn, it's a good game. I wish one of your locations would get one of those. It's, that's a good one. We might end up with an Elton. Yeah, it's good. Okay. When does Jersey Jack have their next game? I think we discussed uh, that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't. I haven't heard any reports like they're going to have something at TPF, but I do think it'll be the first half of this year. You think so? I do. Hmm. Isn't it time to have Sidon's game come out finally? I would think so. Unless they throw something else in there. Mm, like the Hogwarts Legacy pin. No, I'm not yeah. talking about a new game. I'm talking about something old. <gasps> pirates nah, I don't think so. no. oh speaking about running something in the summer mm. multimorphic announces a new game yes mm-hmm. they also announced a new team member a programmer a familiar mm-hmm. one that we know from american pinball his name is josh kugler yep 
he joined the P3 team as a programmer on this upcoming title. They just they just released uh, like a week ago or so, The Princess Bride. As you wish. Inconceivable. So you and I have discussed a little bit about the theme, The Princess Bride. Uh, we both think it's a very good theme for pinball, right? Yeah, I was thinking this morning, like, do I think Princess Bride would do better or worse than Weird Al, which is also a very strong theme. theme. A lot of people really like Weird Al. And I was I've waffled so much because to me, the Princess Bride is a lot better theme. I think it's a stronger theme. I think I think there's more because of the nostalgia. I don't Weird Al because he's still active. Mm -hmm. I I don't think he resonates nostalgia in the same way that uh, Princess Bride does. But I think Princess Bride is more nostalgic than Labyrinth. But, but I know you disagree with no, me. No, I mean, no, I could see that argument. I really could. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily better for pinball mm. than the labyrinth. But I can see how more more people uh, have a a closer nostalgia or a stronger nostalgia to the Princess Bride. It's got more of the rememberable callouts and stuff like that. Yeah, it's more of a comedy based thing. So I get that. They announced the Princess Bride, and then they were taking order. The one thing, damn, why do these companies do this? They show you all the goods, and then they say, I know you're ready to spend money. I know you're amped, but why don't you sleep on it? Like, that is oh, sales yeah, the order's open the next day. That was, why I, did they do that? I'm not sure what the motivation was on it, but... Oh. <laughs> I'll never understand it, and again, it's like that mod thing, like... There are right decisions and there are wrong decisions. This in no way is a arguable, yeah, but that's just a, your opinion. No, no, it's just not. You show a product, but that's the hype. You If, maybe if you want to make money. if you Their logic was, well, you know, Stern will do like their teaser trailer and sales aren't open when the teaser comes out. Because you never see the goods. You got to see the goods. Once you, the goods are shown, Stern Pinball will take your money. They're smart. But, uh, all right, that's a whole nother, whole nother thing. So the next day they took sales. Then some people will be, oh, I haven't even seen the gameplay yet. Oh, whatever. So they said, fine, we got Buffalo Pinball streaming it this Saturday. They streamed mm-hmm. it a couple of days ago. Did you uh, get a chance to watch that? I watched some of it live and I watched some more of the recorded footage this morning. And I think they got on the front page of Twitch because when I went in, yeah, there were 9,000 viewers. Yep. I think it hit over 11, So that was 12, great yep. exposure. Absolute fantastic exposure to it. Oddly enough, though, I did go to Pinside afterwards. Mm. Maybe not a big Pinside crowd thing, because after the stream, what are we, uh, not a full 24 hours after the stream, there's been two comments since the stream. Yeah, I mean, when you're on the front page of Twitter, the nice thing is you get a lot of exposure. To new Uh, people, yeah. Yes, but a lot of people, I think, just use that as like, it's like a recommended thing where you just, it's like, Hey, look, something I'd not, well, pinball, that's still well, a thing, like, you know, it's just sitting sure. up there. That's well, it, I mean, it's, it's, a view it's like, if it's just sitting on, the it's like page. when, um, what was it? Like one of the big pinball tournaments ended up on the front page of Twitch. It's not like all this, of a sudden yeah. we got a thousand new tournament players. Absolutely. It's, it is it's just people, people, but it draws people in and it's a great, it's exposure is good. One so can't people argue now know that, that is huge. 
Princess Bride pinball exists that would not have otherwise ever known, most likely. So I'm so in that regard, it that was nice. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I'm sure I wouldn't read too much. Very happy yeah. with that exposure. Yeah. Sure, I wouldn't read too much about like how many new sales, actual sales, uh, from the stream itself directly gets generated. I think once you see the price uh, of pin, yeah. then this isn't a multimorphic thing. It's just a pinball thing in general. You see a Stern Pro price. You ever go to like the comment section of IGN or wherever they always have their articles written and just read those comments. And oh, it's, yeah. it, it's a lot of that price is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. What am I buying a car? Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, very it's tough because it's expensive. Pinball is expensive. Uh, production starts in the summer of 2024. Uh, so they're announcing a little bit earlier than their production, but a lot of companies do that. They did that with final resistance as well. Yeah. Uh, but as long as they're taking money that, you know, they're, they're fine. They're locking it into because non-refundable deposits. Uh, they have three models. People don't know what that means though, Zach. <laughs> they don't, they, they truly do not. There's three models of the princess bride, a standard model, a limited edition model limited to 750 units and a collector's edition model limited to 500 units. So, uh, kind of a hybrid, uh, between different manufacturers and their different trim level packages. The standard model is $11,500. If you're buying a brand new P3, I almost say console, but a platform with the game built into it, 11,500, the LE would be $12,750. So that's comparable to like a stern LE price wise, uh, and a Jersey Jack platinum. And then the CE limited edition or the CE would be $13,750, uh, which is more than a stern, more than most ever game on the market. Except uh, for the, the, what, the CEs of JJP. Yes. Yeah. So it is a hefty. Now, for those adopters of the P3 com- platform, uh, they can buy just the kit if they want just the game. That's that's their the selling point that P3 put or Multimorphic pushes. Um, you can just throw the back third in. It's a brand new game. Uh, still kind of expensive. I mean, we're still a standard game kit's $3,750. And well, it's the, cheaper than any standalone pinball machine. It's cheaper even than the home editions, right? Isn't it from Stern? Yes, but you can argue it's a third of the game too. I mean, I, there's well, no, there's a reason there's for it. You can't way. you can't have two P three games in at the same time. Yes. You, it, mm-hmm. it's one platform. So thirty seven fifty or five thousand dollars for the LE game kit. Again, those LE game kits are limited to uh, seven hundred fifty units. All right, so five thousand dollars. If you, so, the, I think like five thousand. That's almost the eh. it's a, it's a hefty price. All these games are hefty prices, so I don't I don't see there being an issue in the price per se. Now I think Dennis, before we even talk about the game, the prices themselves. I think even with a strong theme like the Princess Bride, I don't think you sell twelve hundred and fifty. That's the limited sense of the CE and the LE. Uh, added together, I don't think you sell 1,250 units of this game with this platform. Like, I, I, I don't see any way. I really don't. I could be wrong. No, I, no, I don't. And especially when I find out that the CE, the 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 adopters that own a P3 system and have been supportive, they can't even buy the CE. Yes, they can. Well. They can buy another P3 machine if they want. Yeah, so absolutely. But this, they can't buy the game This was inevitable. Kit. This was inevitable if this uh, the platform had lived as long as it has. <sighs> was it not? I mean, 
I, you can't I make it backwards compatible forever unless you want to bottleneck your like there are just features they chose to add that would not be po- like what are they gonna do give instructions for people on how to drill holes in the sides of their cabinet to install the sword hilts i mean uh, we gotta figure draw it out somewhere figure it out no just draw the, just hey most people don't need the ce it's fine i don't like it I don't like. I, I don't care. This I think is, once you fine. build, they can get the LE if they once you already build on the an owner base that is large enough to do that kind of move. Okay, they're just not there yet. How many so people feels, do you honestly think feels like who you're own turning on your supporters there that even change like the magnet decals all the time and when they put in a new module? I don't. It's just. I think the. It's. I don't know who wants it for the handles anyway. Me. No, like if I'm a buyer of this game, I'm not, but if I were, I would be upset if I had a P3 because I'd want the, I'd want the swords, the swords look cool, but buy the platform and sell your old platform. What's the problem? Uh, try to sell that platform and then you tell them, ask me what the problem is. Well, now that there's princess bride, maybe people (laughs) will buy the old platform that wanted to spend 3750 for the standard kit. I don't like that people. You guys got to think broad. You got to think broader than you are. I just don't like it. I don't like it. Okay, that's you don't have to like it. I'm just telling you, most people aren't going to care because most Uh, people are not in for the CE regardless. As we're discussing the features of these different models, not that I'm going to point out what the collector's edition buyers get that the other P3 owners do not get. Uh, Collector's edition digital translate, you don't get that. Uh, The other buyers are not going to get the bronze powder coated leg and armor. That's pretty cool. Decorative cabinet mounted swords. I do like those. Custom LCD framing back class. That's awesome. Custom launch button. Somebody mod that. Not a big deal. Numbered plaque. Certificate of authenticity. Printed LE translite. They don't get any of that. Collector's edition people do though. So, man. Mode and feature complete this game is. But the code's not complete, complete. But mode and feature is completed per Jerry, uh, who's the owner of Multimorphic. He said that on the stream. What games even come out code complete at this point? Absolutely. And guess how I guess home pin argues theirs do to my knowledge. Uh, P3 has a better release of code closest to complete than most other manufacturers. So they already do a good job of that. Okay. Let's get some of our pr- impressions of this game. The princess bride based on the promo, which is a nice promo. Uh, picks and the stream. What uh, what stuck out to you? What did you what did you like or questions? What? Well, they 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 have the footage uh, and they have the callouts and Princess Bride. Oh yeah, and probably the reason why I say Princess Bride to me is a stronger theme than Labyrinth is it's a more quotable movie. Hundred percent. And and that was really emphasized at one point on the stream uh, that I watched where they spoke about they felt and I, I do believe them on this that they went through and they feel well they don't have the whole movie in there every major iconic scene and iconic line is integrated in some way into this game mm-hmm. because there are a lot you know the whole the whole my name is Emil Montoya mm-hmm. my I know I miss I butchered that uh the whole as you wish uh true love all of that the they wedding, got it all yeah. in there so so theme integration strong that's my first take. Clip integration strong, IP strong. Uh, this is this is what you and I have said. They're probably their best move in the company's history thus far. I'm I'm going to push back a little bit about the clip integration, and you're okay. I think I think you're going to disagree with me. 
I think it's too heavy handed. Oh, come on. I that's was what they're watching, paying for. I get it, but and that's where I you remember, hey, look, we're thinking back Wayne's World style when I brought the whole thing about Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. When you go in and I'm like they one of the modes that got started was the poison goblet mode with the inconceivable guy. Mm-hmm. And while that mode is going, you are watching the entire scene with audio. And they loop it, yeah. And well, I didn't even get to the part with the loop. It's a long scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and it's not just on the back box. That video clip is taking up a significant portion of the playfield display. Sure. And to me, it felt too far on the side of I'm watching the movie. Oh gosh. Why can't why we not we just have him so saying far off on why not just when you make a shot, he you you get something like uh like a clip, yeah. I get it. Yeah, or a part so for me it was too heavy handed. Mm-hmm. But because I've noticed almost all of their clip integrations were extremely long takes. And I just So you I, like maybe, the way the jaws where it will come up, it'll show you clip every time you hit a correct thing, and then it goes back to the UI. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now I don't and I don't know if that's because I've seen it that limited that I can't handle. Like it's just like I'm too, I've been ingrained to only get little bits, little tastes mm-hmm. that I'm not used to getting a full course meal with it. But it just, anyway, I just, I didn't, I love the audio and the audio integration. Oh, I guess this would be a second point, but the audio integration, like the sync up was really good with the call outs that oh, yeah. I heard. Yeah. So that was great. I just thought they're throwing an awful lot of the footage of the, reminded me of home pin and the just the random clips of Oof. spinal tap playing except these were integrated but it was just long stretches of clips um and i'm fine with it. i don't know I'm, I'm I, 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 yeah i i could tell you would be i just i don't know it just it seemed a bit maybe if it was only on the back box and not on the play field i'd have felt a little different that's a decent argument like put i think them in actually one i think other. i would have because i wouldn't see it and it takes up so much space on the play field and Granted, it's a 9 16 ratio so well, you've got it in the correct rate. That's the one thing that threw me. I, I'm going to actually go opposite of you. Like I, I love the assets. If I love Princess Bride, that's exactly what I want to see. I want to see it. I want to hear it all the time uh, because I know that that's what you're paying for. I'd almost like when it comes nine nine sixteen on the on the main playfield LCD. I feel like that's like hamper. I want get rid of that. I want you to do like a cut sequence where it fills up the entirety of that LCD screen. If it's the inconceivable whole uh, dialogue, cut to just the framing of him and then cut to just the framing of the other guy. Like, you don't need the 916. Fill up that whole damn screen, kind of like you see reels in short form media at this point, because anytime you're displaying a vertical of a film or something like that, I ugh, I hate butchering it, but you got to fill the screen regardless. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with it. Audio, I didn't catch, like, the only thing I caught was that one spinner was really loud. It was cool sound, but that's the only audio sound effect that really stood out to me. I heard the ching, 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 that kind of stuff. Um, I love, so I like the clips. I also like the magnet use. So on that cliff Oh, for the cliff of insanity? Yes. Yeah, that's cool. I'm a sucker for a magnet. So if you're going to, if you're going to mist multiball that bitch vertically up a, up a cliff, up a mountain, yep, I'm going to be a sucker for that. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be cool uh, every single time. I like that. I like how it holds it at the top until you start something else, and then it pulls it down the wire form. That is fantastic. Now the the downside to me of some of these what 
what Multimorphic or P3 has been good at is like toys, like the heist crane, multifunctional toys, the upper play field and the different mechanisms and hamster wheel and the ramps and stuff on Weird Al. Uh, this didn't feel to me like it's got a whole lot of that. It's uh, got that magnet. It's got that magnet. Maybe I'm just becoming too accustomed to really loaded games because for me, this felt flat, like flat pa- plastic world under glass. Um, I don't, I don't know why, but I, I, uh, well, I that's, that's to- sort of fair. I mean, when you think about it and look at the back of it, I mean, up, pa- up past the cliffs of insanity, basically they do have a flat plastic kind of serving as a mm-hmm. matte painting yeah. to, that takes up a, probably that whole half, the right half. And then the left half is a, okay. They've got, they basically castle. took, yeah, two with a one piece vertical one piece or so you're not incorrect yeah. like compared to like if you're going to compare it to labyrinth exactly. with the 3d sculpts that's what i think of yeah it feels like a, yeah. this feels like a 2d world under glass where the labyrinth that's a 3d because they're very similar in nostalgic fantasy based adventure kind of ip in that respect i think it's hard to argue they're very similar in that even even almost the era in which they were produced but in the labyrinth, they're a 3D world. You have molds. Not only do you have molds of things, you have interactive toys that push up the molds of a ceiling. You've got creatures. You've got mechanisms. Uh, the back panel LCD, in my opinion, works better than the entirety of an LCD playfield that hinders all of your design. Uh, you've got a topper. Just example right there, listener. Take the Princess Bride topper in the LE in the collector's edition Flat plastic world and com- even weird Al accordion flat plastic world and compare it to three molded heads of goblins that talk to you and turn and interact. Like that is the epitome of the comparison in my opinion between these two. The big difference between these two though games, one of them, the top level is 13,750 where the other one is more than 2000 less than. It just feels like you get so much more in a different game that now kind of, and we talked about it when it came out, Labyrinth selling so well because it's kind of another little standard setting in this industry. Uh, and it's hard for me not to just naturally compare it subconsciously to that. So that's what, it's funny you said Labyrinth because I'm, that's where I'm getting stuck on. Um, not the, well, yeah, given the, uh, given the, the theme and the era that both movies are from, it's a, uh, it would be a logical comparison at this point. Then when you're only using that back third, damn, like you really need to lean well, into that, that was, space. I just, I just remember when barrels came on the scene, that was the thing that, uh, you know, before people saw any gameplay, I mean, that was the thing that excited everyone was all the 3d sculpting that they went to the mm-hmm. trouble of having made. And a lot of places don't, uh, you know, no. that was a, that was a thing that kind of stood out with, uh, uh, Elton John was, mm-hmm. they had quite a few sculpts, but, you know, when you're at that price point, people are starting to you know, be like, well, of course, it's twelve to $15,000. You have to. Well, and nowadays, because plastics are so much cheaper than molding, even Stern's getting really crafty with their their plastics. Because think about like Joel's. You've got a lot of booty rates or whatever, a lot of plastics, but they're really good now at layering their plastics in a way that makes the the orca really looks like a ship layering different plastics where they and, have different and artwork I, I on think them. they tried to do that with the castle here it just feels a little bit it's just not there yet it's very very flat um but that's 
but it's full. It still looks like a world, but you don't have the art blade. Like you got a labyrinth to pull you in a little bit more. So there, there's still some things. That's just what it felt like to me. I'd, if I was a princess bride fan, I'd be happy with this, but it just makes me naturally compare it to labyrinth. I'm like, eh, mm. it's there's what, not really. What'd you think of the layout? Cause this looks to me like it may be the easiest layout they've ever released. This gives me vibes of like, I'm starting to see, I, th- I don't, I think Steven Silver designed this. I'm starting to feel his design, uh, his the pattern of design because this feels like heist to me. The shot, the I guess there's only so much you can do in the back third, but it's starting to feel very samey, almost Borg-like in some ways. Like it feels like heist, and a little weird out, but very much like heist. Uh, and you're right, like two main ramps, pretty easy to hit, uh, and. You, I there's I don't know just layout wise I, mean, I, I wondered basic. I wondered if it was by design to make it uh, to be a tie because I still remember like the first time I played Lexi Lightspeed it just like it actually every time I think I've played it it's just kicked my butt oh yeah that bang and I've right wondered yeah. you know this one of the criticisms Stern had with open. Turtles was why'd you make such a hard game for such a family friendly theme it so feels this, like they're going like this is Princess Bride so many people are going to be interested in this let's let them have fun and access everything which is not a necessarily a bad thing uh but yeah i'm with you and it when, does I, nothing when i watched just like when i watched the two different time you know live and then the pre-recorded this morning on the footage of buffalo both times and it may have just been sheer luck that i clipped to they were long balls like people mm-hmm. were, were were really going at it um but of course when you have good players it it's it's possible there as well i just noticed yeah it looked not i mean it's using the upper uh flippers i believe for some of those side shots so i'm not going to call it a There's fan one layout, loop yeah, but up there. but um but it does look fair fairly uh it's basic kind. yeah it's basic yeah like that middle ramp looks very wide the one that, that goes up to back right and such and so uh i i figured it was by design i'm just i think so. i thought huh i wonder if that's an, an, an attempt to for the theme so that people kind of feel like they're having a good length of time on but that's it. what I was talking about earlier. Like with, with what Keith Elwin could do with his designs, they just feel different. This uh, it may play different. This just doesn't look like it feels mm. much different than other modules we've seen on this game. It almost feels like, well, we're going to do some standard plastics that make the environment different. Um, but this is the Princess Bride, so we're selling you the IP and the rules of this game being different than anything else. That's what it felt like to me. What'd you think of the the play the main playfield display? I already talked a bit about how I don't really care for the really long clips taking up such a huge chunk of it, but I, I get why they're doing it because it feels like one of the things I really like about what P3 does with the screen is how they can display the rules of what you need to do there, yes, like yeah. down by the slings with the little book thing. I thought that looked good. And I also like the, I'll call them the circular pop-ups where they'd have like a picture of like Farm Boy 1 would pop oh, up yeah, and the I- nice. image would be, I liked that. And they sort of show the things that are active in the circles. So when they were doing that, I liked it. But the backdrop is always like the static map. I'm I'm okay with more static art. I am, uh, but I would have... I would have, and I don't know if it would, again, I'm just, I'm spitballing here. I liked how Scott Denisi did it with Final Resistance, where it was like a traditional pinball Yes, uh, I want more feel. of that. This I is like want a, more of that. This, I think they're like, people liked the staticness of it, but they decided to do like this map of the world, which is, and it's been a while since I've seen the movie, I think like five or six years, but I don't remember maps ever being like a really big like a deal big in thing. it. So it just kind of feels like 
It's just sort of there instead of I would have rather than maybe do some princess you know, static playfield style art with some uh, like some insert markings and stuff like Scott did. Like they do it on the on the module. Like you see all those arrows and stuff. Oh, I yeah. love that. I wished I wished it was well, doing that like down a, lower. A lack of what do we put there? I mean, it truly is like because and that's why and that's why I'm sure they were like, wow, well, we can take up the whole sort of top half almost. I'll say top third ish with the scenes from the movie mm-hmm. to fill up that space. Cause otherwise you're just staring at like this river. Yeah. What do we put there? Because in the LCD on the back box, that's where they put like the UI. It feels very much like, um, kind of like Jersey Jack. I love yeah, it. was yeah, like, the, and I heard someone make a comparison to that about like the animations really reminding them sort of Hobbit. Hobbit-esque. Yeah. And in the, the back box, it was awesome. Cause it was like the, the kid, I guess the kid's room or something. And then, that is almost a UI that's built into items in the room that shows you what to do next and what mode you're like. Mm-hmm. I, that was cool. But, I did like the back box display. Yes. Yeah. But then you get down to the main LCD and it's like, shit, we're not, when we're not showing a movie, what are we going to, sh- we got to show something. And yeah, they resort to kind of a map. Yeah. Um, so almost I, like a back, like a static, you know, a, a computer background or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. There. Wallpaper. Yep. Got to have yeah, something it, on there. Kind of like wallpaper. And so I, but it's well done. So while I like the final resistance look better, this still, I rate quite a bit higher than probably any other multimorphic game that's readily mm-hmm. popping in my head. Well, it just doesn't feel like it's making use First of the whole screen least. much more than like a highway pinball did with their, you know, uh, but you know, we've, I, we've talked about it before. It's tough. Cause I mean, let's say you're going to do that in a really dynamic way and all the effort, all the programming you just for those assets. Yeah, you can't beat the animation nowadays. You can't, there's no way you'd have to be a video game company. And at that point you'd be making more money than pinball would make. It just, it's never going to be there ever. Yeah. Unless, unless they just dive into AI and they figure it the fuck out. That's the only hope that I see for, that being utilized in a dynamic way that makes more sense than what we currently mm-hmm. have that are selling 50 times more in, in a regular wood offering product. I just yeah. don't see it. So and it, so it looked all right. It's just, I wish it looked a little more pinball-y down there. The other thing like that kind of stood out to me now that I'm playing Jaws a lot, Labyrinth a lot, Elton John, is the more games that are developed for the P3, the more similarities that I'm seeing on features that just can't be changed. So like, like the scoop wall. Yeah, and that's a selling feature. So that's that's okay because you can still many games stem of that stuff. But I'm talking oh, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. lower. There's third, a lot you can do with it. Like the the outlines, they're always going to be the same. The sling positioning, the shape, the function. Now between designers, listener, even Stern Pimble within one company, all of that stuff is different. Keith, that one does his slings different, different size. Hell, I think on Jaws, one of them's a different size sling. Yeah, I think so. You get different angles. You get images. different in lanes that come sweeping. Like there's so much more that you can do where it just more and more on this P3, it's all the same. You can't that, change I mean, it. Side targets was, are the same, same spot. They're that's not even a sacrifice drop that had to be made by going with a platform. I, and, I and, and in their defense, there are designers like Steve Ritchie, who quite uh, publicly has stated he never changes the lower third of his games. And that always keeps them exactly the same. And that's fine. That is okay. But he's not the only designer from Stern Pinball. That's you know? Well, he's not the we, designer at all from Stern Pinball sure. now. But when he was making that argument at Stern, he wasn't the only designer. Like, you still get stuff that right, feels right, different. Right. I, I know what you're saying. Everyone's locked into this lower third. Yeah, and here, maybe that's what's half, making me feel like some of the design elements are the same, too, because it just, 
stuff starts to feel the same a lot. Mm -hmm. I would like to see them be able to, because they've brought stuff down on the play field and like Weird Al and stuff like that. I would like to see them take more time and figuring out a way to change up bottom third stuff, especially if you're handicapped with just that back third. Find a way to pull it. Find a way to pull it down. Do some other stuff. I get from the from the variety standpoint why you would want it, but I mean, just like any other company, they have to balance that with how much is that going to cost? Like how much more would the module cost to do a one lower playfield gimmick, for example? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Efficiency wise and sales wise, it makes more sense to say, let's spend a lot of money on the Princess Bride, which they did. And they gave us a nice world, which they did. And they utilized all of the assets, which they did. If, if I'm using this platform, this is probably what I do too. That probably makes the most sense. I did want to also say that it looked like this was the best animation work they've had so far in a game. Oh yeah. The, the, every game's so overall, I think this is a, I it's think a this, win. Is, this is a win. Yeah, this is a win. Definitely a win. I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to buy one. Just, I don't, it's, nah, it's still not my type of game, uh, the platform wise, but the game I'm looking forward to playing it. And, uh, it was. I love that they leaned into whoever's coding some of the modes. They leaned into that because I hate calling them Alpine. I hate calling. I hate the multiple flippers. Um, he might not know that, but many of the listeners here do. Ugh, can't stand them. Just ergonomically, they're incorrect. They just they're a fucking mess in my opinion. But they leaned into it on one of the modes where theme appropriate, where you the guy puts his hand behind his back, and you have to use multiple buttons on the side to control both flippers. Uh, mm. So I'm like, ah, that's. That's clever in that I, I hate that flipper thing so much that they're like, you hate it so much. We're going to make you use multiple buttons uh, in one of our modes. And that, I will say, the modes are cool. They're integrated very, very well. Uh, you get like the uh, like that mode or what was the other mode? Um, uh, the poison one, you have to go make shots to spell Iacane to make yourself immune. Yes. And if you, if you don't, it, it resets or fails you depending on yes, like, some of the modes were progress, gimmicky I think. and I love that. Like they don't, they feel like more than just shoot. Yeah. The I think in the true love mode, they were like, you have to go around and collect kisses or something. Yes. Like, that's, that's pretty amazing. I, I'm trying to think the, the cliff, the cliff was something ever correct shot. It goes up more and more. Uh, I love all of that. So the the modes is more my style of of the coding. I really like that kind of stuff. It doesn't confuse well, that's me. That's that. Yeah, that's that. That's that world under glass stuff. Yeah. that you love. I do like that. All right, so that's that's the new P three game, uh, the Princess Bride. You gonna buy one? Uh, no, no, right. no. I I mean I not currently. I I may try it at TPF. To, I usually try and try all the new stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to that. But yeah, I'm, point blank, because I don't own a P3, this is very expensive. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't I can't sit in in good conscience complain about $12,000 JJPs when this is only $500 less. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad. I, I'll give them credit. They're, they're finally, I think, on the LE or something, they're putting art on the front of their cabinet. Oh. And they said that there's like a metal plate that current adopters can put into their cabinet so they can accept, I guess, the magnet artwork for the front of the cab. That's a big adjust- uh, That's a big enhancement. Thank God. We got to thank some people. You think any of our screaming Goat Club members are buying this P3 game, Princess Bride? I, one might. Okay. 
think any of them are upset that they've had this game and can't buy the seat. No, you are the only person in the <laughs> entire world that cares about that. No, I am not. Believe me, uh, I am no, not. I don't believe there you. There are many of us. No. Thank you, Rodney, for supporting the pinball show the way that you do. <laughs> Thanks, Bobcat. Oh, shoot that fucker! Bumblebee, Steve. Bumblebee! Jablonski. <laughs> Jablonski. Maybe did uh, the Bumblebee. Uh, thanks for the support, Steve. Wob. <laughs> the pamphlet. That is fun. Maybe I will buy the Princess Bray. Thank you, Panther. The kineticist. Cowan. I got the Cowan Wedwishwist. Okay, thank you, Flank. And the Falcon. <laughs> this is terrible. Dave, thank you, Shaco Moto. For <laughs> Wed Twimmo. Wed Twimmo. Wed Twimmo. What does the fox say? Thank you, Joe, for the continued support. And Charwe. Charwe. The, <laughs> the bell. <laughs> wing the bell. Wing, wing the bell. On the wedding day. Twoa. Uh, thank you, William. <laughs> Dude. I want a fucking lawyer, man. I want Bill Kunstler, man, or, or Ron Kuby. I appreciate it for all the support. I'm going to do the rest of our episode like that. Uh, okay. I can't. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to read Damien's Haggis <laughs> Wedding. He's gone full joysy. Bill at Haggis. Thank you all for the support and for being part of the Screaming Goat Club. We love you all. We got to do the one, the only. People are waiting for it. They want it. I'm going to come one day. I'm going to pull all the pinball market trends together into one giant marathon. That's a lot of screaming. People would have to redo their speakers after that. No, nope, that's only if they listen to the latest episode oh, of Silver oh. <laughs> Wow, poor Dave did <laughs> oh. oh. We got to jump into it. It's the one, it's the only, it's Pinball Market Twins! <laughs> I like your style, dude. Winding up this week. <sighs> Trending up this week is uh, honestly they're they're the titles that are now starting to dry up a bit. Listener, be on the lookout if you're wanting a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or a Guardians of the Galaxy. I've seen over the last two weeks, at least sales wise, from uh, on my end from my company, an increase in sales from those titles that are starting to dry up. Now, I don't think there's anything special that uh, that people are. You know, I think the sales for me are increasing because uh, maybe somebody has a regular distributor that they go see or, or they buy games from, and that distributor may now be out of games that we, we can't reorder, such as Discontinued Models, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and the final run of Guardians of the Galaxy. Thus, uh, if their dealer's out, then, then they start calling around. So those titles are starting to dry up, and as a result, the market reflects that in uh, a trending up of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, both Pro and Premium, LA as well, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Hell, even finding a Guardians Premium nowadays is like a unicorn. It really is tough to do. Uh, so we've seen increased pricing. We've seen increased, well, probably increased pricing, but we've seen increased sales on those titles that are drying up. Think of like 
how Aerosmith wasn't really that popular, but now the market on them is higher than something really even popular like a Foo Fighters because there wasn't as many made or that they're harder to get nowadays. They're not continuing to run those. So training up just objectively. Hey, look, it's not always sexy people. It's just hashtag fact. So TMNT, GOTG, Bobo Bobo is up. Training down this week, unfortunately. <sighs> Don't shoot the messenger. I- I'm just here as a conduit of information. And this week trending down is Haggis Pendle. See? I might not like to trend it down because I have an association sales-wise, business-wise with this company. But when the the pinball market trend fairy whispers in my ear, Dennis, sometimes it's kinky shit that I'm not opposed to. Other times, it's simply the truth. The truth is, when Damien came out and said some of the things he said in that in that email update, it 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 surprised some. It, uh, it worried others, and objectively, it's a trending down in my books. Just is what it is. Also trending down this week, apparently is paying for content. Whether it's movies, series, music, videos, hell, you guys all do it, but God forbid if it's in the podcast medium. Dennis, do you see us being brought up? on social media a couple weeks ago with our, our paywalled episode on me potentially getting sued by American pinball. Wow. Uh, no, actually I didn't see yeah, any. There was a post that came up uh, and then everybody was, Oh, that's some bullshit. And then other people were like, well, if you're bitching about it, then fucking just go listen to it. If, I don't understand Yeah, I, that. I guess I'm a little surprised. Well, maybe I shouldn't. I mean, I get it that people don't want to pay for stuff. Sure. I have seen a number of messages like, is there a way to w- listen to this without paying? No. The answer is no. I know people no. message us that all the time. Hey, can you, uh, do you think the you answer is no. no? Just don't listen. If you don't want to pay, don't listen. That's your, I, here's the thing. And I don't mean this to sound mean. I don't owe any of you anything. <laughs> News flash, <laughs> I, it, and that shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. It's not like Stern's not cutting me subsidy checks to come out and do podcasts. That should so, show be the title of this episode. So I'm, I'm just saying, I, I completely understand. There are plenty of shows that I have dropped <laughs> that wanted to start costing money, or I, I make the evaluation. I'm like, I'm not going to pay for that additional stuff, even if I think it's interesting. I do that with news sites all the time. Sure, and totally fair. Totally fair, but I'm not obligated to give you anything. So. Yeah, that's why I, I get why it would upset people because you want to, if you're enjoying something, you want to hear all of that something. And if that something costs a little bit of money more than zero dollars, I get some frustration. I even feel for those people because I feel the same way and I'm in the same situation in, in a lot of ways. You get a, 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 plat, a streaming platform that has one show that you've been wanting, one show, and you're like, damn it, can I, can I really? justified by and i have to make that decision but i generally am not that person that then goes online and starts going you know what fuck you fuck you for having this content behind a pay who are you like i think sometimes people remember like before there was the patreon levels and then after so if it makes anyone feel any better because i yeah i have no idea if it would or wouldn't uh we would not have covered that topic if there wasn't the patreon 
we, we wouldn't have done it. It wouldn't have been a segment in the old days. It would just not have been done. And in fact, I've not run the numbers, Zach, but numbers don't lie. And <sighs> I think it's pretty safe to say ever since we started up doing the Patreon, we record longer now than we used to. So we've actually added content. It's additional content. We didn't take a portion of the content and move it. There are yes. topics that would have been less covered, but then free that are now more covered and are paid, but there's still Very more true. overall recording. So there's more content. It's not. Yeah. So you still get the same amount of stuff as in the old days. Yes. Not that we're obligated to give you that. And the data that we have back is the listenership is up higher than when we did it. So all of that is supportive, but back to the thing, what I don't understand is making online posting with opinions on the content that you didn't listen to that's oh, that's, that's kind of weird i don't under like having an opinion and putting it out there based on what you think may be in that content that mm. was frustrating because i'm like you didn't fucking listen to it. like how how do you have a stance if you don't even know what the content was like come on the feel it in their bones the bones, the bones. I just do they get lie? frustrated. When do I, bones lie? Numbers don't uh, lie, but I, do bones? It's just, I don't it frustrates know. me when we're used as this little platform to shit on whenever they don't even. Ugh, come on, man. Leave us alone. All right. <laughs> because of that, uh, if you want to deal the week, it's, it's behind the paywall. <laughs> I'm joking. There's no deal to behind the paywall. Oh, but some of you already were like, that son of a bitch. Look, people, as always, I'm just here to report the facts because numbers don't lie, and neither shall I on Pinball Market Twins. Where can people catch it, Dennis? They can email Podcast at gmail.com. Don't ask how to spell it. Just figure it out. And if you're wanting to speak with Dennis and I, you can easily do so by joining the Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash the pinball show at that hundred dollar level. You, boy, you will have a straight line to Dennis and I. Why so you can I? do that now, Joey. You can email us the pinball show at gmail.com or you can speak with us uh, in that club membership and Discord too. Hell, we're, we're in there too, yep. having, having a lot of fun. Go follow, like, and subscribe to the pinball show on Facebook and different social media. Same as. Uh, straight down the middle of video series that I do with Greg Bone. And the sponsor of this podcast is Flippin' Out Pinball. When I buy my pinball shit, I buy from Flippin' Out. From toppers or play trivials, I've got it figured out. Flippin' Out, figured out. When I think of pinball, I think Flippin' Out. Flippin' Out, figured out. When I buy, 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 I buy from Flippin' Out. Product showcase this week. It's got to be Star Wars. It's coming out in March. It hasn't been here for a year and a half. Pre-order yours today. Do it. It's really it's really painless. You just go to flippingoutpinball.com, add one to your cart. I myself would recommend the premium. It's got one of the best toys in all of pinball history. And click checkout. See? That was painless. It was simple. Now, keep in mind that $500 that you just spent is non-refundable. We have all types of games at Flipping Out Pinball in stock including some of the most highly successful, award-winning, high-sales games like Godzilla, Jurassic Park. We've got all of that stuff. I even got an Elvira Blood Red Kiss edition, Blood Red Bite edition. Uh, Elton John CEs are taking pre-orders for those still. We've got James Bond. We've got Avengers, Foo Fighters, Maiden, Jurassic Parks, Hot Wheels. We've got GTFs. 
toy stories. We've got it all, Dennis. And I, I have a couple more Ripley edition aliens that should be here this week or next. So if you want one of those, those things sell pretty quick. Uh, we're still selling the PGA Golden Tees. Those are going, those are, that and Big Buck Hunter, people have been buying those lately, left and right. A lot of accessories people are buying from Flipping Out Pinball. We would love to earn your business. So if we don't have it yet, uh, reach out to us at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at flip, the letter N, out, pinball.com. Let us know uh, what you have received in the past from a distributor that really works for you, that you like, or that you would like to see us do more of. Um, and we'll also, if you have any questions as to why we stand out different than any other of the distribution uh, network in this industry, uh, we'll, we'll inform you of those differences as well. Just reach out to us, message us. Or you can text me 812-457-9711. Did you see me sneak peek uh, so the new facility, Dennis, the flipping out facility? I saw there was some oh, sneaking. Yeah, little wooden ceilings, huh? some shiplap. Oh, my God. I should have opened up the show with this. We swore not to do metallic epoxy flooring. We swear it. We swore in this showroom we weren't going to do it. We're just going to clear coat the concrete. But I'll let you know, listener, for those of you know, then you know uh, that uh, we were trying to do that because of a stain or two on the concrete. We weren't able to do that. So, yep, it looks like we're doing the metallic epoxy yet again <sighs> oh no all over a couple stupid stuff just throw a rug over them i know but it's got to be nice flipping out with friends joel engelberth last week streamed jaws jaws not jaws jaws pro stern pinball and the week before that did a chatting stream with dennis creasel and others that was a lot of fun I don't know what he's doing this week. Maybe another chatting stream. I don't think I'll be able to get him a Pulp Fiction this week. Maybe next week. Waiting for that stainless coin door to open one for the showroom. So that's coming. As well as, what else was I going to get him? Let me get him a Jaws Premium LE to stream. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Getting that or Looney Tunes. That'll be a lot of fun. Dennis, any word on what uh, happened here at TPN last week? Yeah, actually, we had a few episodes come out. We've already talked about the aforementioned audio now repaired uh, Silver Ball Chronicles, which is their token Roger Sharp episode. Oh. Uh, before that, we had a episode of Final Round uh, named Rumors, Rumors with a clever modified Rumors album of Fleetwood Mac for the uh, cover art, which Always made me nice once again going, yeah. lament the one dad rock band we still haven't had that's worth having, Fleetwood we'll Mac. We'll get it. We'll get it. And a non-numbered triple drain episode that talked about the return of Papa. <gasps> I forgot to t- forgot to put that in the notes. Dang, we'll talk about that next time. Papa's back in a big way, not just Pinburg, but the uh, Papa Championship Series is back too. Very cool. All right, Dennis, we'll, uh, teach these people something. Guys and gals, everyone listening, look, I get it. I, I, well, I don't get it, but I kind of get it, that you want the shark to eat the ball on Jaws, Okay. Why is no one asking why the princess doesn't eat the ball on Princess Bride? <laughs> why are we not asking this? What? Not the, uh, the Cliffs of Insanity. That's from the movie. Just like a shark never ate a ball in the movie. The princess. Something had one of the rats. The giant RO rat. I forget the letters, but just like eat, nothing eats the ball. What is with all the lack of eating ball? Love. And always practice safe pinball. And if you're looking for a world under glass, a 3D world under glass, Purchase the game that people are raving about. A game that probably still sold more units in the last month 
than even the newest Princess Bride did on opening sales day. And that is the 3D world under glass of Labyrinth. Bye, bye, bye. Listen to those other podcasters. They don't know, but you should be careful because I am the caped canary in the coal mine. I was going to say they're going to they're gonna start calling you canary man. Caca. Who knows what evils lurk in the hearts of tortious interference. <laughs> no one put Nord Man in a birdcage. Yeah. You threaten the law. I go caca. <laughs>